I'm Katie Wallace, host of The Sustainable League, introducing you to the people making an impact in their own way and exploring what it really takes to evolve our consciousness and build towards a more resilient world. If you're feeling it, please subscribe. And if you're really feeling it, we welcome your reviews and connect with us on any of our social media channels for more paradigm shifting banter. This week on Sustainable League, I chatted and got to know the guys from Endangered Globe, Steven, Z, and Walbert. We discussed the constant consumerism state that we find ourselves in, the damage that fast fashion is doing, and how to use business to do some good. What I love about them is that they not only believe in making the best possible product as sustainably as possible while giving a percentage of their proceeds to wildlife conservation, but they also stand for so much more than just their brand. This just happens to be the vehicle that they chose to get their message out, and I think that's really powerful in business these days. Check Endangered Globe out on their social channels, and if you're in the market for some new teas, go support them. That was beautiful. Can you do that again? Voice check. Uh, uh, uh. Mic check. A one, two. A one, two. <laughs> what is up, you guys? I am here with the guys from Endangered Globe. Why don't you all introduce yourselves? Is, hello, everyone. My name is Stephen Boyles. <laughs> What's going on, guys? My name is Walbert. <laughs> Hi, I'm Zuhay Mokta. Beautiful. Yeah. And I think that's the beauty of starting something like this is you not only get to make an impact, but you also get to make people feel good about themselves. You know, that when they make a good choice or they do something that they feel is right, they enjoy it. Yeah. yeah. Like, it just makes sense to do something when, it's, let's say, it's, like, the same cost or it's just as accessible. It's like, oh, and I can do good, you know? Mm-hmm. Like it's that's the, yeah, that's the extra part, like, the choice. icing on the cake, you know? Yeah. yeah. Agreed. That's really badass. Is it live? Wait, are you guys live right now? Is this, like, you're actively, have y'all launched, or? Yes. Yeah, so EarthX was our official oh, launch, launch right, our official right. launch at EarthX. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Um, okay, so I want to get more into this, but I also want to dive into you guys and how you got started with this venture, but also how you arrived to this place to where this was something that you wanted to get involved with. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know, yeah. take turns sure. giving me your story. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, I've always been entrepreneur, I've been business-minded, sold various things, uh, different types, and uh, nice. I think hope you'll be able to edit that out too. No, I'm gonna leave it yeah. in. Give it like two. I seconds. feel like it's better when you leave all the mess ups in. Natural. Yeah. Yeah. Yours so. This is a really long mess up though. Oh. Sorry. Oh shit. So yeah, I've always been really you know interested and, and passionate about animals. I you know growing up I want to be a marine biologist or herpetologist, which is a someone who studies reptiles. Like I love Steve Irwin actually when I was a kid. Yeah. You know one of my best friends and I growing up we'd go and we'd go and catch snakes and catch lizards. You know, fortunately, I never lived by the coast, so I didn't really get to go diving much. So, but I always wanted to do that. And then I was influenced to, you know, do pet- petroengineering by my uncle, who was quite successful in oil and gas. And at first I was doing that and then studying for that. And I, I saw a doc- stumbled across a documentary, which I believe that one documentary might have been one of the biggest catalysts to, like, really go forward. And it was the, called The Cove. And it's about uh, in a space in Taihiji, Japan where they slaughter dolphins. lots of dolphins. Yeah. yeah, they slaughter a bunch of dolphins and they capture the bottlenoses and, you know, they send them, sell them off to different resorts and, and 
aquariums and such. Yeah. So I think the underwater audio of that documentary was probably the most impactful. Like when you actually listen to them, the way that they scream, trying to run oh, from yeah. the people. I think that was the worst part for me when I saw that documentary. Yeah. But I know that one had a big impact on you. That's the, right. That's really yeah, I think we watched well, that, that one was, together. That was one of the first ones I yeah. saw. I saw other ones, but then yeah. Yeah. for you, what was that change? Like what happened in your life that one day was just like, I want to be the one that's healthy and I want to live the conscious lifestyle. Like, did that just happen or? Well, yeah, it, that's more of a personal thing too, because I just seen like, you know, all these fit people, not necessarily, they're not necessarily healthy because, you know, I'm not, and I'm not going to be biased, but you know, people like, on in the fitness industry, I've seen them take steroids and all that thing, you know, and I've always been natural my whole entire life. So that's one of the things that I did to become vegetarian for like two years. You know, now I'm a pescatarian, which, you know, I hopefully I go back to vegetarian. I was just losing some size, but, you know, it's just there's Why always an. Um, so I was losing a lot of weight. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was losing a lot of weight, and you know it's unfortunate, but you know there's always an alternative, and that's what we want to provide as well. Was yeah. there a reason why you decided to go the natural route? Like, did you want to show people that it was doable without yeah. being able to do definitely? I think definitely. I've known Walver since we were in like 13 years old, and Walver's always been athletic and would play football. I've seen that in your old pictures, and he'd be really. I mean, Walver was always really strong, and I think yeah. a lot of it for Walver was when we were like. 14 to 15 years old, Wauber was working out a lot. So a lot of these guys were like, man, this kid's on steroids. So ever since the beginning, uh, I think this no, like, since, this misconception, since 13, yeah, yeah, since he was 13, 14, well, everyone judged you without knowing. Yeah. He thought he was on steroids. So he just kind of, his work ethic showed like, no man, like I've been natural. Even when we were in high school, you know, Wauber was a power lifter and was I like, I saw your high school pictures. If he was I, big. I seen you at that time in high school, I probably would have assumed the same too. Yeah. A lot so, of people thought he was, yeah. you know what I mean? So I think yeah. that alone has been his own, one of my yeah. motivations. One, yeah. One of my things is just like, I try to the thing is so when I was into the bodybuilding industry it was more you know just the fitness industry as a whole I was eating like chicken yeah. to an, an insane amount and it's just it w I felt like it was unhealthy for me and at the same time it's just like why am I really eating this I'm literally eating I felt like I was eating a chicken a day, like a full, like actual just chicken a day, protein. just to get the protein. And it's like, you know, what am I doing? Like, you know, I realized really quickly, I'm not going to place first unless like I go into the route of steroids and like, that's just not my style. And I'm not going to judge anybody that does it, but that's not me. I'm never going to go that route. And I always want to do everything naturally. So in, in that essence, that's why I've always been like self-conscious about health and just I always analyze but you're doing your own thing that's the best part exactly about it, I think. yeah I think rather than following everyone else and, and trying to get on steroids just to be number one like yeah. fuck that like I don't want to get involved in that you know do your own thing yeah, be natural like yeah. that's a crazy world lead by example but, oh like, yeah yeah. You know, and I, and I get judged a lot even to this day a lot of people are just like man you could have been something and it's like well you know I'm I am something that I want to be. One thing to say to someone, yeah. you could have yeah. been something. Yeah. Like, oh, you could have been up there I'm with the, the pros. You could have been, yeah, you know, you could have yeah. been, you know, having all these followers. And it's like, okay, well, you know, I want to do it my own route. I want to do it my own way. Did you at least end up, uh, did you enjoy getting on stage with the fake tan and everything? And I did. I actually did. I did. You know, not placing first yeah. always got to me. But, but you, enjoyed the, you enjoyed the journey. I enjoyed the process and the grind. And knowing that I was up there with people that actually, you know, were taking those things like, you know, I was like, it is possible. Am I going to become a pro? No, 
But if that's what I have to do, I'm not well, going to do it. you got to do it. That's How the best part. Uh, it, it was about two years. Oh, okay. Two years. Gotcha. And then afterwards, I was just like, you know what? Let me just change my diet because I'm... You but know. it was a goal that you had, right? When you achieved that goal oh, yeah. of competing? Like, what was well, the, the goal was to become a pro. Yeah. But, you know, realizing in the fitness industry how dark it really is, it's just, it's not realistic. If I'm going to be a natural. For yourself too, that's another thing. But that's where I got my insight. You want, like, I want to promote that you can look good being natural. Yeah. You know? And that's, I think, the most important thing. Exactly. Especially kind of the people that we see around here that are always on steroids and unhealthy and they think that's what they need to have a six-pack. Yeah. A big chest and arms. And it's like, you don't really need that, man. You, you could live the natural lifestyle and still look good. And, and you got to watch out for the fake natties nowadays, yes. too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a lot of risk. It's a messed involved. up world. But yeah, back to retail. That's that's part. That's <laughs> exactly why, as far as environmental. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's why one of the reasons why I joined in Ninja Club. So I think while we're not working on a lot, you know, we first kind of started, we built up, and we started making just a couple of shirts. I actually ordered like hemp organic shirts. This was in, I think 2012, and then you know our screen printer was like, well, you can make other shirts, and we just started printing on their typical kind of cotton, whatever canvas, bell and canvas tanks and T-shirts, and then we took a step back and really like ordered fabric i found someone who could source it and we actually found a manufacturer and we ordered the fabric on ourselves like bamboo organic cotton fabric had a really nice hand to it and from there we're like let's make tanks so we made our first design and it took us a while to you know just learn how to make it make a shirt or tank a pattern it was from a process there, it was definitely learn the process and then you know we found some other fabrics we liked and we finished off this collection this is what we're not releasing that was our first collection mm-hmm. of, of this and this is you know Z was over and I'd be working on it. He'd help me. He'd be on me like, man, we got to do this. You guys start doing more, man. These have been here for a while. And he's kind of motivate me. So we, you know, Robert and I talked and kind of Z got involved. And he's always been a close friend. But I think, well, how long ago? What, when did you, a couple of years ago now? Or? It's been a couple of years Maybe now. Maybe a year I, and a I half, think, two years. I think when I, when I mainly jumped in it with you, I just got sick of like, you know, my daily grind of just going to work and punching a clock and you know having to work for somebody and not doing something I loved and and when I saw that you were really passionate about it like the one big thing about Steve is that when me and Steve met I you know I was like a regular guy that wore like regular jeans and t-shirts like I didn't really care about fashion like I didn't go out to like buy something specific that I loved I just you know shopped to like express or something and uh, I think like meeting him and seeing like his unique style kind of inspired me to be different and be more unique and be more myself and so when I saw that he was doing the fashion and and it was just kind of like in the beginning stages where nothing was really happening, you know, um, I really wanted to push him and I was like, dude, like, let's do this. Let's get this done. Like, I want to do this with you. And I think that's when he really saw when I was pushing him, he's like, all right, like we need to get together and all of us need to really, really work on this hard and hit it the right way. And I think that was like my favorite part about it. Like, like he was talking about, he's learned how to make him and Walbert have actually been doing this longer. So they've learned how to make patterns and go through grading and, you know, ordering fabrics and all this kind of stuff. And I'm still new to all this. So for me, the most exciting part is kind of like learning all this stuff with them, you know, mm-hmm. especially now that we're like working on a second collection for winter of 2019 or fall winter collection, I'm getting to see all the design aspects and like how we're actually doing the ordering process and actually have a little bit of a say in it and things like that, you know? So I really, 
I really enjoyed that part of it. You know, especially since I've never been involved in the fashion world before, it's also really new to me. So, have you guys like has anybody built a business before? Or is this kind of like y'all's first go at it? The first. Really I, yeah, I've built a business before. I I did do a, I did run my own landscaping company for a little oh, while, nice. but that was like really a lot of effort and you know trying to be outside in Texas heat in a hundred and forty. It's a lot degree. of work. It's it's, it's like work. I think that it's much harder as far as a physical effort. You yeah. know, like I I much rather more enjoy being in the office and and doing designs and things like that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, rather sure. than being outside cutting grass in in Texas summers. You yeah. Know? That's wild. Okay, cool. I think it's really cool that you guys are like, building this thing together because I know sometimes it's like, just like when I started out, like I didn't have anybody kind of in my circle who was, everybody thought I was crazy for like wanting to go out on my own and like do my own thing. They're like, you have a really good job. You have all this stuff. Like, why would you want to leave? And like, so I didn't have anybody in my corner. So it's really cool that you're like, and I did this thing or doing this thing together, you know? Um, so like, I guess, did you have some other stuff that you wanted to say? In regards to, oh, or no. just like, I thought you were saying, never mind. Okay, oh. anyway, I'm not trying to throw you off. Here. Oh, you're fine. <laughs> like, yeah, I already have it. Oh my god, <laughs> I feel like you hate me. Okay. No, I don't. It's so funny, dude, that you make those comments about going out and catching snakes and like being in the Steve Irwin. It's like me and him have this exactly oh, he was very similar while we were to kids, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, you didn't give us your backstory. Yeah, because, give us your backstory, man. because I grew up in Florida like most of my life, like Where's second Florida? grade in Fort Lauderdale, actually. Okay. Fort Lauderdale, Pembroke Pines, and Hollywood. So it's like just north of Miami, like I was probably about 30 minutes north of Miami. And most of the kids growing up in Florida, we have a lot of natural wildlife like even in the urban areas and so it's the same exact thing going out like you know being around alligators and catching turtles and snakes and watching people like Steve Irwin and you know Austin Stevens on on the Discovery Channel and it's like these things just inspire you to like be involved with wildlife and and even I wanted to be a marine biologist at one point but when I actually realized the amount of studying it takes to get a degree in marine biology I was like man like I don't know if I could really do this but the herpetology was something that was that I was more so interested in, and I think that's part of how Stephen and I really became close. Is that we had those same interests and those light connections. And then when I did see that he was going to do something different to like to make a change in the world, I wanted to be a part of that. You know, and it's just like you and I were told when you were saying earlier that how can an individual really make an impact, or what can they do if they say that oh, I'm just one person, like even a small decision that you make in your life to do something better for the planet or to do something better for someone else or even for an animal, that has an impact. No matter how big or small it has an impact and it does make a difference. And I think that a lot of people don't realize that. Yeah, it's kind of wild to me. Like yeah. there's this saying that I'm super stuck on because I have this, I don't have a, th I mean, I have a theory, but I feel yeah. like it's pretty accurate, but it's like if you want to change, like Gandhi said, if you want to change the world, change yeah. yourself. And like, that's really where it starts because as you start to change yourself, well, other people around you start you to change. You have to because you by example. To, yeah. You have to. You begin to like emanate this like yeah. different energy and like just from that, people pick up on that. Yeah. And like, hey, wait, like, yeah. I want to do something or whatever it may yeah. be, you know, or if it's just being kind, like you have no idea what being kind to someone, like how much that can actually change yeah. the fucking world. Right. It and can people also think change it's like your life. Sure. It can change your Cause life. Because you don't too. know what that person's going through that day. Yeah. So 
Or just in general, it's, yeah. it's crazy because like if you say hey to someone when you're walking on the street, exactly. you're like, what the fuck? Because <laughs> yeah. people just don't do it anymore. People are like on their phones. They're like trying to avoid making eye contact. I'm like, fuck that. I'm like, I, I'm like staring people down. Like me and you are gonna talk as soon as we reach. Okay. <laughs> See, yeah. I, I hope Texas never gets to that point. I know there's some parts of downtown Dallas that are like that, but I think for the most part, people are very friendly in the state. You know, and they want to say hi to exactly. you. I think. I think more so than anywhere else. I think like it's sort of like this. A couple of people, people friends nice. that I have from like uh, California or coworkers that came from California, they were saying how Texas is more of the friendly way, yeah. way yeah. because you look at someone, you have yeah, contact, you like smile. Um, yeah. yeah, compared to other states, from what I heard, like you smile at someone, yeah. they're like, New York's Why are you smiling like that at all? You yeah. walk around in New York, you smile at somebody, they're likely to punch you. I like the pace of walking in New York. There's so many fast walkers in New York. You have That's to be. Really you have nice. to be a fast walker. You yeah, but everybody's not like slow. I'm sorry. <laughs> but I think when you're talking about leading by example, you know, that had me thinking like another reason why we really pushed up on like the brand has always been something we've been working on and something we've had, but it's like not necessarily been a a focus or something we've been diligent on like day by day and we're starting to be a lot more on it because we have to be but you know back in when we were looking at this 2012 or even 13 14 like we were ahead of this whole thing now we're seeing you know even while we're a lot product, like, and, I, and luxury, I tell them every day adidas yeah. everyone's going sustainable which is great so it's not like we're like oh my gosh we were on this it's not like oh we could have been the first ones not to say we could have or couldn't yeah. have been but it's great it's, to we see actually that, welcome it that everyone's everyone's now it's just being more conscious it just makes more sense now and and it's great that this the brand that we have like we, we want you know we're a contemporary brand we, we're going to be cool but we're also exclusive we're also limited edition but we're also like preaching that what you you know to these people these individuals these younger generations that like what you purchase actually means something like don't just buy a brand because it's cool or because some rapper talks about it but like actually that be something that has a cause or you know has a meaning and I think that's yeah. a you know big thing that if anything people take away that's well I think people you know want I mean? a cause you know they want something to follow and like and they want to do something right and and I mean you are right like you want to make sure that you spend your money with a company that's responsible that you don't want to spend it on some stupid shit that really doesn't matter you know and that, mm-hmm. that's one really important thing and, and like you were saying that you know a lot of companies are going sustainable and, and responsibly sourced materials and, and eco-friendly as you would say but I feel like, and, and I don't know if you guys would agree with me, like majority of this stuff in mainstream media started in 2019. Like you didn't see this last year. All of a sudden, halfway through 19, now there's like multiple companies every single day that we're talking about and we're finding new and new companies that are, that are all changing and trying to be I more. Mean, I agree with that. I think 2018 for sure. The That's last the I last two, three years, yeah. I, mean, I mean, it's been an go- ongoing thing. It's been a it's really growing. big shift. But it's, it's been a huge, yeah, sure. people have been like, a lot more aware. Yeah, yeah. I think I've been hearing more about it this year. Well, I think I it's like the tipping like, point, right? Yeah. It's like where like people have been talking point. about it for like yeah. a week, Long like twenty time. years. Yeah. But it's like now it's like the tipping point of majority something. of people are like, yeah. oh yeah. shit, yes, we agree with this now. You like know, nobody believed Al Gore about global warming and now everybody's like, oh, all these people are, you know, campaigning global change, warming global and climate change. Yeah. People like Robert Downey Jr. are joining in on this. It's like now people listen because Robert Downey Jr. wants to say something. Yeah. Yeah. That's kinda how it is, like right? There's not yeah, exactly. There's less leaders than I mean, there's more followers than there are leaders, exactly. right? And so it's like once there's like the right person is saying it, well then, then everybody that's when it clicks. That's when it, exactly, because it doesn't take much convincing, right? Because we can you can say something all day long, but until it's like somebody else's mm-hmm. truth, until it becomes their idea, nothing's going to change. 
and that, like you can't change anyone. All you can do is keep speaking your truth, and maybe eventually people will catch on. Yeah, yeah. Well, was these guys that made me change? <laughs> Hell yeah! I never used to care until these guys came along. So it's like you know, I always cared about animals, but I think I think being more conscious about other parts of your life about, you know, making sure that you're not littering and not using as, mu- as many plastics and trying to be more conscious. I think that's, that's a big thing that these guys had an effect on me. Yeah. Yeah. You have to, what is that? Nothing. nothing. It's just a code. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Oh my God, I hate you so much. <laughs> my hate for you is like gross. Every time we meet. Um, so that doesn't to, stop anytime soon, by the way. Oh yeah, it, it just, just keeps, keeps growing. Bigger and bigger. Yeah, yeah, I've only seen him like in real yeah. life like three times. Imagine if you had hung out with him five hundred times. He's miserable. Oh yeah, I'm miserable. <laughs> um, I'm just kidding. I should have put that out the universe. Um, that well, okay. So back to my this theory is like if if you really want to build towards a more sustainable world, I think the key is to change ourselves. Like we always need to start with ourselves, right? And so like the theory with that is, is once you start to connect back in with yourself, with other people, with the environment, everything that we're talking about, you know how people are working on, we need to get people to recycle, get people to do this. Nobody's gonna fucking do that until it's their idea. So they need to start with themselves. And then everything's a natural progression. So that is my theory. You have to practice what you Yeah, exactly, like that's what I'm working on. So like just do what you can in your corner of the world. I heard this really amazing um, talk the other day. What the hell is he saying? It was actually on Impact Theory. And he was like, work your land. Like, whatever that is. If it's, like, your single mom land, work that land. Like, sow the seeds. If it's, like, your seventh grade land, like, quit, like, wanting to be in all these other places and just work your land. And before you know it, you're going to be in the place that you want to be. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, um, yeah, I don't know why that popped up. You have to fix brain. the situation you're in before you can get in a different right. situation. Like, yeah. that's yeah. that's the thing. Like, you can't get what you want without being in the right place first. And, and that's what a lot of people don't understand. They just see the yeah. finish line, but they don't see the journey to that finish line you know yeah they just want to be there and it's like you have to go through steps to get there you can't just jump there right and even if you got there you wouldn't even appreciate it you, you like, wouldn't appreciate yeah. it that's one of the biggest things There's a lot of people Yvonne don't appreciate that shit. it says that he's like talking about um about everest and he's like the whole point of planning something like everest is to affect some sort of spiritual or physical gain and if you compromise in the process you're an asshole when you start out and you're an asshole when you get back yeah and so that's kind of like what life is like it's always this series of of, of a struggle like yeah. no matter what you were doing but it's like a struggle of growing yeah. like if that. you took a helicopter to the top of a mountain what does being at the top of that mountain mean to you nothing nothing yeah it Just holds no value right because you didn't work you didn't struggle for it yeah yeah man um tell us about the, the fashion industry what don't people know about the fashion industry as far as waste and stuff like that yeah I mean talk a lot of people don't post, know about but... fast fashion about the you know oh landfills landfills how much oh Jesus Christ yeah I mean okay so if you want me to get into fast fashion just how much waste 80% of the unwanted clothes ends up in landfills that's that's just a crazy amount 80% it's about 80 85% so 80% of unwanted clothes ends up in landfills and people just continue to buy and buy and buy and they don't realize the issue that they're damaging the earth like I always say there's no plan B for our planet. So protect plan A. That's what we need to do. And to do that, having the alternative quality versus quantity, I understand if the prices are higher, but it's because we're making sure that we're having the quality where the materials will last and it is sustainable. So even if it doesn't last, it's ob- obviously not ending up in a landfill. 
the biggest thing is to create the least amount of waste. You know yes. What I mean? Like you always want to sell something that, that somebody's not going to throw away after one use. And I think you know, having the ultimate solution is like what we're trying to have. Yeah. But you know, right now we're trying to make impact just to minimize that. And I think another big thing is is also a, a price point of certain fashion. Like when he talks about fast fashion, it's like if you go and buy a t-shirt for five, ten dollars, how much do you really care about that t-shirt? I mean, you may wear it one time and throw it away and it does end up in a landfill but if you spend a hundred dollars on a shirt on something you really like like how likely are you to throw that thing in the trash yeah exactly i think a lot of it is you know when we were growing up you know and our, our parents you know they, they were growing up in, on saving as much money as they could and with the war in, in the 60s and victory gardens and then you know they were they're on rations so they were really like having to watch what they spent. I think growing up, I mean... The average person didn't splurge as much. You know I mean? They didn't spend a lot of money because they, you know, know, they they had had to really be cautious of it. And growing up, you know, for me in the 90s, it's like we didn't necessarily have a lot. At the same time, we were on like this this boom, you know, economic boom. And there were so many malls everywhere. Now, two or three of these malls are getting turned into multi-use developments. And what happens is... Shutting down. Yeah, yeah, they they have to adapt. They have to change these malls. But what happens is... At that time, we'd go to the mall and we'd buy something, and and we'd buy and we'd go. Now, you know, online shopping has changed, and and now, what a lot of people are shifting over to, and that's where I've became a lot more aware. Is like I'd rather spend more money on a couple items, a couple things, and I'll just buy those items, and like I'll just buy that. But I'm not gonna go. I don't go to the mall every weekend and buy a new outfit. Like I'd rather buy my two hundred dollar jeans and and you know have those and wear those. You know, I have three or four pairs of $200 jeans and that's all I wear. I don't go around and buy a new pair of jeans every weekend or a shirt every weekend. And that's where I started, you know, when we were growing this brand and we still are, it's like, how are we gonna, you know, we want, we're a conscious brand and we do have a higher price point because it feels so nice and it's much more pricier to make. You know, we're also made in the USA, made here in Texas. So for that, it's, it's kind of going back to like, like I said, you know, we're spending more money, but it's like, Everyone's going going on this shift. It was like, be conscious of what you're spending, but buy a maybe higher price thing, you know, buy less, you know, buy something nicer, and maybe you keep that longer, and you're not worried about turning outfits or turning clothes all the time. You just you know make difference with so it. So buy less is actually one of the biggest things as far as sustainability right. goes. I think it doesn't only apply to fashion, but it applies to your life. Everything. Like, you shouldn't go out and spend money on useless shit that you don't need. And you're never going to use and you're going to end up throwing it away. You know, you should really focus on what you really need, what you really like. And if you're going to spend some money on something, you should spend on something you love. You know, just going out there and buying McDonald's every day just because you want to feed yourself. Like, go get something good and healthy that you're going to like or learn how to cook something. You know, that's, that's I think, one of the biggest things is create less waste. It's an investment for sure. Yeah. You definitely, if you're investing in yourself and you're investing in our planet, that's what we're trying to do. And I feel like the biggest thing in fashion these days is is everyone's trying to to buy to to charge less and i think that's one of the the hugest things is because a lot of these big companies are trying to capitalize on on the on the masses and they see that everybody wants to buy something that looks like Gucci or wants to buy something that looks like Supreme and then oh, they put the same thing out that. for five bucks. Or use the same shape like, of boom, a handbag. Boom, boom, a million yeah. people are buying this stuff and it's like, yeah, you look good, but how much are you really going to love this product and how long is it going to last for you? Like there's no emotional connection to it. So like I said, when you're spending 10 bucks on something, you don't care. You're just going to go out and wear it one night and it's going to get ruined and you're going to throw it away and it meant nothing to you. 
Well, that's kind of been the idea, right? That's yeah, like the idea about fast the fashion. And that's what we want to change. Yeah, for that's sure. That's the biggest thing that I think Because it's not just expect. fashion either. Yeah. It's like no. everything it's is everything. cheaply made yeah. and they want it to break within a year yeah. and they want they you to go out money. and keep going. And people like buy into it and yeah. people are like, yeah, I love this. Yeah. Because they get that dopamine rush and yeah. they buy something new. Yeah. And so people are like, they're like, and it's like, if it does break, well, I care. Next year I'll spend another $20 and I'll use it for another year. And it's like, that's a vicious cycle and you want to break that cycle. And I think that's the biggest thing about what we want to do is you want to make sure that you're, you're having that effect on people. Yeah. You want to let them know that that's not okay. Especially with the amount of people that we have on the planet now, the amount of waste that we create and our carbon footprint. Like if every single person on the planet thinks that way, like we're doomed, you know? And if you can change one person's mind, even one person's mind a week, a month, a year, you're making it a, an impact. And, and if you make an impact on someone's life and actually make them make the right choice, I think that alone is worth doing something, you know, or doing what we do. Yeah. What do you think, Stevie? That's awesome. <laughs> well, this I kind of was guy. asking your opinion, but yeah, this great. Guy. <laughs> what I was trying to do, I was looking up and I... That's why I wasn't paying full attention was there's this guy actually I found it yesterday he's sponsored by a brand he's a long distance swimmer he's actually currently swimming like right now swimming from I believe it's from California to Hawaii it's like 300 nautical miles and it's also the most dense like area of pop, uh, pollution wow and so he's currently swimming I don't know how long he's doing it in, but he's swimming yeah every day like to 300 miles to swim like in the most dense pop pop of pollution in the Pacific Ocean, which I think Did is you most polluted. Finish looking it up. Pacific. I mean, it's really. I was trying to find the name, but I don't think I can. I'm sure he has a boat that, that's following. Yeah, he has a boat with him. Yeah, of course. Yeah, another yeah. story. Yeah, yeah. another story of a long distance swimmer that wasn't doing yeah. it because he was swimming in a polluted area. He just wanted to swim across an ocean, and that's he did it across the Atlantic. And he had a boat with him that followed him, and he would stop and rest after a, a certain amount of miles, and then start again the next day. Yeah. Yeah. This is this is like reminding me of one of my favorite quotes. So when people are like, "What's something that I can do?" and it's like, "Every dollar that you spend is a vote for the kind of world that you want." And so, like, I think people need to be really cognizant of that. I like, like that. Yeah, okay. it's like my one of my favorite freaking quotes because it's like anywhere you go, like who said that. Uh, I don't know. I have to Google it. Yeah. No, but I definitely like that because it's very true. Every dollar you do spend, like. Yeah. The action that you can have as a regular person is obviously the number one thing you can do is, is stop littering. That's one thing. Yeah, that's definitely I've like seen, the first thing everybody you know, says. I've seen people and throwing cups out their window. Yeah. I thought we were and like, just like that. I think really in Texas yes. here. Yes. Wow. Yeah, right on 75. That is crazy Twice. because, wow. Yeah. In the past yeah. week, yeah. I was like, I was honestly shocked. And it's always a solo cup that they would So, <laughs> you know, these are one of those situations that action speaks louder than words. I actually had where 
someone was littering, but I made the decision to pick it up, not say a word, and throw it away. But I think that's the right way. But to do that's it. the thing. You don't know who's looking at you doing yeah. that. Yeah. Like, oh wow, he just did that. Yeah. You could impact that person to continue well, a cycle. The, that's the right way to do so, it. I think the worst way is to try to confront somebody. You know, and exactly. I think a lot of the so we don't need that. Yeah, I mean, you I'm don't not need the confrontation, yeah. but you do need the action. And if someone sees you do it, I think that has a positive effect. But your surroundings, you don't know who's watching you yeah. doing a certain action. It's yeah. all subconscious. So if someone sees you doing that with a smile, yeah. you know, just killing them with kindness, they'll it, it'll go on onto a cycle. Here's the most important question: How did it make you feel? Did it make you feel good? I mean, necessarily, I was just more of a robotic state. Like that's something that is just a natural reaction. It's a natural reaction okay. for me. So technically, like I didn't think much of it. I'm okay. like, okay, I just don't like littering. Yeah. So it was just one of those things. Like, okay, I don't like that. Did you give the guy a dirty yeah. look? No, not really. Like, I'm just an anal person, and I'm like, okay, that shouldn't be in the street kind of deal. Yeah. So, and then I'm, you know, but, you know, the point is you don't know who's looking to see you do that. So you just continue the cycle. Yeah. Yeah. But these little decisions you have to make. I think the biggest thing that people talk about these days is not using plastic straws. That seems to be, like, the big discussion that everyone's having as far as being environmentally yeah. friendly and it's which like, is cool but it's like are we really going to save the world yeah like and yeah. i get it it's like it's small, minimizing like the situation action. yeah yeah but, but it's like who's really you know really it's should be moving towards like we're at the point where we should be moving towards zero waste like it's not yeah. just about recycling anymore it's yeah. about like fucking using less I like, and like being more calm i can say i wish everyone would stop smoking but realistically not gonna not, happen, not gonna happen yeah, yeah. you know because today, you know tomorrow and that's why i like training people and that's why i like training or you know inspiring people to train you that's just my out. way of showing people like you know there's like an alternative for everything like i'm not saying go out there and be in the best shape of your life but be you know just be productive because the last thing you want to do is just not do anything yeah you know or i need to do this i need to do that just do it mm-hmm. you know i'm kind of like campaigning Nike right now yeah. but but, it, <laughs> but seriously just do it but in y'all's opinion like realistically like what do people need to do this like right now in their lives to make a change like what do you think honestly impact the little things in their yeah. self so like no no I feel like the, the a lot of the biggest things we do is use less plastics I mean that's one of the biggest things right plastics microfibers are getting into the oceans and the less and less plastics we use from single use plastics whether it's drinking water bottles, whether it's buying grocery bags that are, you know, plastic bags, whether it's the less and less we learn to get off of plastics, then I think that's the, the better because then they don't get, you know, the things that I see when, I mean, every day I see litter too yeah. on the highway, on the road, wherever, and it's always plastic bottles. It's always styrofoam cups. It's always, you know, fast food shit or whatever, but the more people can be, you know, be aware of, oh, maybe I should not consume plastic as much. I should get off of it. Maybe I shouldn't just drink water bottles. Maybe I should do other things that can take away, like really think about where you're, like you said, where you're buying your clothes from, where you're buying your food from, where you're, you know, where are you buying everything from? Because you might be supporting a company that must, that might be doing the wrong thing and destroying our planet. And, you know, something as simple as buying a plastic bag or using a plastic bag to buy their product and to carry it in. Right. You know, you could be having a huge negative impact on the world. But of course, not littering. That's I mean, that's probably the biggest, the biggest thing you can change. Yeah, that's one of the biggest things that's the do easiest like to do for an average person. Start and then you know recycling. You know, my buddy lives in Europe and Switzerland, and they get fined for not recycling the right things. I was, no, I was talking to someone at EarthX, and I think they were talking about how the you know back in the day, you know, now you don't see any aluminum everywhere. But back in the day, there was a lots of aluminum cans everywhere. But they made an incentive for people to like re, you know 
you recycle, recycle this can, yeah. you get five cents. So, you know, you make some in- incentivize people for plastics, and then you won't see plastics anywhere, on, at least literally anymore. People will start using these plastics to repurpose or, you know, send them in somewhere. So those are things that can really help, I think, the beginning process of it. Plus, right? now the technologies are coming, yeah. a lot, uh, coming along a lot better to be able to repurpose materials. That's the biggest thing, you know, people actually using plastics to make things like how Adidas is making shoes. Right, cool, yeah, I did see that. Know, or recovered plastics from the ocean. So now it's like the perfect time to get involved in stuff like this and actually try to make a difference, you know. It's super annoying that like this burden falls on consumers, right? Because companies have all the power to make the changes, yet they don't. But that's and the so thing. that's kind of like where the burden falls on us to make the change, to make companies change. change which right? is yeah. very true. We have crazy. to. It has to be on us because companies crazy. only care about money. That's well, what that, I mean. That's the same about. thing with the, with you know the automobile industry. Like yeah. electric cars have been around for a long time. I mean, they're starting to be more and more. But like now that people it's like want a slow more. progression. Yeah. Even like we're talking about you know people consumerism. You know they're just. It's a slow progression. So it's kind of like my biggest thing is I think we're realizing as we're approaching 2020 and technology and everything's advancing, it's like, are we really going to save ourselves in time or are we just going to save ourselves just in time to realize we fucked up and we fuck up and we're going to all just... No, it's the, it's the truth. And that's always been the thing. Like, like how... People always panic when it's last minute. Yeah. And it'll be too little too late. Yeah. And then it's like, oh, we could have done this. We could have done that. But it's like, oh, fuck. We could have done it, but we didn't. We chose to just ignore the fact that it was on our face and people were telling us not to do it. And now we're just regretting everything. And it's just, it shouldn't be that way. The people are the ones that are going to change this. You know what I mean? It's, it's, it's the, it's the average person in the population. Like when everybody starts getting on board with something like this, that's when we're going to have real change. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, we can't rely on politicians and companies to make changes for us because they don't give a shit. That's what people have been waiting on. They're yeah. like, no, we this is not our... That. Yeah, right? You can't wait on that. You yeah. have to We've already... Like, that's what we've You seen, make the right? decision yeah. and do it. Yeah. The public yeah. are the checks and balances of this world. Right. And until we decide as, you know, a collective to do better, it's not going to get better. Yeah. There's a I good, think people are... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. There's a good quote, actually. Paul sent me Jane Goodall said... How is it possible that the most intellectual creature to ever walk the planet Earth is destroying its only home? And it's like so deep if you really think about it. It's like we have the power to really change it, but at the same time, we'd rather seek other, you know. And we consider ourselves the smartest being on the planet or the smartest living thing on the planet, and yet we're still doing that to ourselves and hurting other people and hurting animals and poisoning our environment. It's like. But I feel like that's kind of the whole point. That's kind of the whole point is like to have this adversary because what the hell else would our purpose be here if it wasn't to try to get everyone to work together, yeah. right? Because then we would just be, be living in some happy fantasy land and there would never be opposition, so therefore we would never grow. Yeah. We would just be living in utopia. So the, the whole Earth project would be just pointless. Yes, that's you know true. What I mean? That's also true. Yeah. There has to be a and fight. So maybe like the end of the video game is like, holy shit, we all work together <laughs> and we like, we turn this ship around, you yeah. know? Or we like die and then everybody, like everybody burns and we have to come back and just like repeat the cycle again. Or if you believe that, I don't know, whatever you believe. Yeah. Um, but it's interesting, regardless, nonetheless. Um, is there any more we can talk? I know, maybe wrap up, talk maybe a little bit about the clothes or the fashion. Yes, and then do we that. should probably. Um, how can people find you guys and um, tell us like when the new lines are coming and whatever else you want to leave the sustainable week either with? Yeah, people can find us on our website, uh, endangeredglobe.com. Uh, that's our basically our retail website. It has all our information about us. You can check it out, check us out on social media as well. We have Endangered Globe on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. So you know it's not going to be hard for anyone to find us. 
Um, and I mean, uh, a lot of the things that, you know, with our fashion brand, like we're, we're working on our fall and winter collection currently. So we're in the process of designing and, and manufacturing. So hopefully close to the end of this year, what do you think, Steve? Like maybe around September, November, yeah, we're planning on launching the, the, the next winter fall collection. Yeah, hopefully the weather is depending on how it stays much it changes. While, right? <laughs> oh, yeah, right. But, you know, we, we pride ourselves in really being as much sustainable as we can we you know even our packaging is made of recycled craft paper our our tissue paper is made of you know recycled materials everything we try and do is is going towards full sustainability because we want to show that you can have a really dope contemporary fashion brand but it doesn't necessarily have to be this stigma of oh it's it's like some hippie stuff like you can call it hippie stuff at the same time I and mean, this is like streetwear this is contemporary you know this is nice clothing this is not just any stuff you see at some you know shack on the beach yeah. either and we have to think about every aspect of it i mean even the plastic bag that the shirt comes in you can put in a, in a compost pot yeah they're mailers yeah oh nice so i mean that's like one of the things that you have to decide i i feel like some companies out there that, that want to be more eco-friendly they're like okay well we make this one product that's eco-friendly but we package it in something that's going to destroy the planet yeah and you have to really think about all that stuff when you're when you're in a business like this and people are going to ask you like what all are you doing like what all's in this and what's in the packaging and what's in the delivery process and are you using the right delivery process you know and you know this collection specifically highlights african animals so partial proceeds of this collection go towards african wildlife foundation which is the organization we chose to donate to so you know these these shirts have an elephant, a rhino, a gorilla, and a chimp on the shirts, and that is to mimic, you know, African wildlife and just to show every collection will be different, you know, endangered species. Yeah. And so they're we, also the, the most noticeable endangered species in Africa. I think that's one of the reasons why right. you picked these four is because, is you know, if you picked an animal like a pangolin, people may not know what a pangolin is, but you saw somebody, a rhino or an elephant or a chimp or a gorilla, everybody knows that, even from a little kid to a grown man, you know, and... And I think that's one of the reasons why they can relate to something like that when they hear about like the poaching of elephants for their ivory and rhinos being killed off for their horns and you know for what Eastern medicine. I think that it makes it relatable. That's one of the biggest things of, of choosing these African animals and actually trying to make a difference and help. Yeah. So what I love about you guys is that I feel, and there's like a couple other companies in Dallas that I love because of this as well. It's like, because you're doing this thing and you're selling this like product, but like you stand for, like your whole company stands for something so much bigger than that. Cause it's not like, it's not just about like the clothing. It's about like this type of life that you're trying to lead. And like what I'm noticing about the sustainable companies in Dallas is like, everyone that you talk to, it's not just about the thing that they're doing. doing they're like yeah. trying to get to this other place and this is just the vehicle. To get there. Exactly. And so I think that's really powerful, and I think like that's what we need. Like that needs to be the standard for any new companies that are coming in, regardless of what it is that they're doing. I don't care if it's tech. I don't care if whatever sector it's in. Like we need to know like what good you're doing, basically. And I'm like losing my voice now because again, it's like I need to do anything else, or is that the end? Um, you want to give final words. You want to give them our tagline for our company? Yeah. What's going on? Hit us with it. What? Endangered Globe? Yes, I am. So Endangered Globe, last of a dying breed. Just follow us on Insta, social media. And yeah, that's pretty this much it. Social media. <laughs> <laughs> and the, the end. end.
You're dedicated and I love it. Thanks for sticking around. And if you haven't yet, please subscribe. It really helps me out, but also just to hang out and get weird with me every week. Drop me a line. I would love to know what you think.